On Sunday, Senator Kamala Harris, who's been cribbing Bernie Sanders' cheat sheet in order to position herself for a 2020 Democratic presidential run, tweeted out her feelings on the possible restructuring of Medicaid under the Senate health reform bill. She tweeted, quote, Americans won't lose their health care. It's not like we left it on the bus. The Republicans are taking it from us. Don't take our stuff. Needless to say, this is imbecilic. Kamala Harris is right. Nobody will be losing their health care. They didn't leave it on the bus because it's not a physical commodity. And it was never their stuff. Those on Medicaid had a grant from the government taken from redistributed money to help pay for their health care, which they obtained by pressuring doctors to provide it at low reimbursement rates. It wasn't theirs any more than unemployment benefits are yours or welfare is yours or any other redistributist outcome is yours. Healthcare is a series of goods and services that belong to someone else until you pay for them in an exchange, mutually agreed by the two sides. My wife is a doctor. Her labor is not your stuff. That would make her an indentured servant. She has sunk some nine years of her life into becoming a doctor, four years of college, four years of medical school, and now she's just completed her first year of residency. That means we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on her education, and she's spent countless hours working away from home, studying, and the like. That work is not yours. It is in Kamala Harris's. The sense of entitlement behind democratic policy is simply mind-boggling. More importantly, it's actually counterproductive. Declaring someone else's labor yours doesn't make it magically appear. Harris seems deeply concerned about cuts to Medicaid. Apparently, she's unaware that Medicaid outcomes are generally no better than uninsured outcomes, and that doctors are dropping out of Medicaid coverage day in and day out thanks to government's failures. The moment you declare someone else's services yours, they stop providing them. But by invoking that sense of entitlement, Harris merely ensures that she'll increase her popularity. Unfortunately, it is political catnip to tell people that things that don't belong to them actually do. That's how Democrats gain power, even as they destroy the services they supposedly seek to provide. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Everything is stupid. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's another day, another glorious day. And everything is intensely stupid. We'll get to... President Trump and the WWE and him playing 5D Hungry Hungry Hippos and the whole deal. We'll get to all of that. And then the media losing their minds and shouting Nazi about everything. It's, you know, I tweeted last week that each night I go to bed and I think things can't possibly get any stupider. And then I wake up the next morning and I think, God, things were so much smarter last night. And yes, yes, indeed, that prophecy has come true, spoken in the book of Deuteronomy and now repeated by me, or paraphrased by me. Everything is intensely stupid. We'll get to all of the very, very stupid things, and we have a plethora of stupid things to talk about. But before we do that, let's talk about a smart thing, and that is Ring.com. So if you are concerned about home security, as well you should be because it's an unsafe world out there, the Ring video doorbell helps protect your home. So the way this works is that you install it at your front door, people ring the doorbell, and then instead of it just ring the doorbell inside the house because home burglars like to check if you're home, and then if you're not, then they break in, Instead, it rings to your phone, so you can answer. You can see who's at the front door. There's a camera there. You can answer as though you're home. Ring knows home security begins at the front door, but it doesn't end there. So now they're actually extending that same level of security to the rest of your property with the Ring floodlight cam. So just like Ring's amazing doorbell, the floodlight cam is a motion-activated camera and floodlight that connects right to your phone with HD video and two-way audio that lets you know the moment anyone steps on your property. You can see, speak to visitors, and even set off an alarm from your phone. With the floodlight cam, when things go bump in the night, you will know exactly what it is. Ring Floodlight offers a fantastic deal in home security with high visibility floodlights and that powerful HD camera. Again, with Ring, you are always home. Save up to $150, $150 
off a ring of security kit when you go to ring.com slash Ben. Ring.com slash Ben. So ring.com slash Ben. You get 150 bucks off the ring of security kit, which we have at our house. Uh, we use it all the time. Ring.com slash Ben. And that also lets them know that we sent you. So make sure you use that slash Ben when you go over to ring.com. Check it out. All righty. So President Trump on Friday. So you, you recall that on Friday, President Trump tweeted out, or Thursday, he tweeted out about Mika Brzezinski and her bloody face left. And everybody said, oh, end of the world, it's so terrible. And we said, this is not presidential, this is not great, because it's not, because it's kind of schmucky. So, but does President Trump back off? No, this is a man who fights. He fights! He fights sort of like a boxer punching himself in the face repeatedly, but he fights. He fights sort of like a man who stuffs coins into a, into a sock and then smacks himself in the groin, as Jonah Goldberg says, but he fights! Okay, so... There are a lot of people on the right who are saying, ooh, he fights and he's destroying the media. No, here's what's happening. He's destroying himself and the media are destroying themselves and they're both destroying themselves and America sits over here and laughs because of the WWE. So, on Saturday, Trump tweets out, my use of social media is not presidential. It's modern day presidential. Make America great again. Okay, first of all, listen, we got the slogan, okay? Like, at, at a certain point, MAGA, 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 it becomes tiresome because your tweets are not making America great again, okay? They're not. I'm sorry, they're not. They may have helped you during the campaign. That's great. Lots of things that help you during the campaign do not help you when you become president, as Barack Obama learned. But I love that it's modern-day presidential. Tomorrow is July 4th, brought to you by such presidents as George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And now modern-day presidential is, um, is this. So, demonstrating just how modern-day presidential all of this is, Trump tweets this out on, uh, on Saturday. This is really, he tweeted this out. Hey, if you cannot see what this is, it is Trump from the WWE when he's, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And this is Trump tackling some dude and somebody, I guess that somebody from Reddit did this. Uh, they pasted into the meme a, uh, a logo of the CNN head and then Trump tackling CNN and pummeling CNN, clotheslining CNN and pummeling it. So, okay, your first reaction has to be to laugh because it's really freaking funny, okay? It's, it's just inherently, this is all insane. We now live in idiocracy, which came half a century too early. It's all crazy, okay? Everything is crazy. We have reached peak stupid. Or, you know, I, I think that every time I think we've reached peak stupid, it turns out that there's another hill yet to climb. It's Sound of Music, climb every mountain. I mean, literally every time we reach peak stupid, we look up and there's 300 more feet of stupid yet to, yet to surmount. It's pretty amazing. So Trump tweets this out and tweets out hashtag fraud news. He doesn't want to call them fake news anymore. He thinks fraud news is better, which I, I don't really know why. But in any case, he writes hashtag fraud news CNN. Uh, and then he uh, and, and all hell breaks loose because the president of the United States has done something deeply awful. So a couple of notes on the deeply awful thing. First of all, his followers immediately go, oh my God, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. It's just spectacular. What a genius. No, just no. Okay, just, just no, it's not no. Okay, it's hilarious, but it's hilarious like Dumb and Dumber is hilarious, okay? I love the movie Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, my, my parents think I'm an idiot for liking the movie Tommy Boy. I think the movie Tommy Boy is hilarious with Chris Farley and David Spade. I think it's really funny, but it is not the greatest thing that the love child of Chris Farley and David Spade in that movie is now tweeting from the Oval Office, apparently. Like, that's weird. Okay, it's weird. And it's not great. And again, John Adams once 
on the, on the day that he occupied the, the White House, he wrote a letter to his wife and he said, may none but good and honorable men occupy this office. Mm-hmm. So in any case, Trump tweets this out and his followers are like, yeah, because it's mean to CNN. Get it? Because CNN's stupid. Stupid. S-T-O-P-I-D. Stupid. And then CNN responds. His, uh, CNN, they've got to win here, right? I mean, CNN can just sit here and go, my God. My God. But instead, what they decide to do is lose their minds. So CNN decides that it is important. They can't just say this is dumb. They can't just say it's unpresidential, which it is. They can't just say it's sort of disgraceful to the Oval Office. I mean, listen, this is not the only disgrace that's ever happened to the Oval Office. Bill Clinton, you know, got his, uh, his juices spread around the Oval Office. So there, there have been a fair number of things that have happened in the Oval Office that haven't been great. But is this, you know, is this elevating the discourse? Is this elevating America? Is this a good, is this good role modeling from our leadership? Uh, no. No, it, no, not so much. Okay, but instead of Democrats just saying that, instead of Democrats saying, you know, this is really incompetent. Like, the President of the United States should spend his time talking about important things and bringing the country together, and instead he's tweeting out this kind of silly crap. Right? Instead of them doing that, they go to 11, right? They always go to 11 on the Spinal Tap, on the spinal tap Machine. Let's go to 11 on those speakers. And now it turns out that not only is this just stupid, it's not just stupid and, and dim-witted and ridiculous and hilarious. It's not just any of those things. no. Donald Trump is a threat to the republic. So here comes, here comes school marm Brian Stelter over on CNN to warn America. Trump is going to come and he's going to clothesline you just like he clotheslined that logo of CNN or something. Or Okay, all right. The president is grappling with Senate Republicans who've missed a self-imposed deadline on health care. He's preparing for a stare down this week with Russian President Vladimir Putin. But on Twitter, he's wrestling with us. Look at this video from his Twitter account this morning. This is a, a WWE WrestleMania video from years ago. You can see that the CNN logo has been superimposed onto the other fighter's face. Now, this showed up on a Reddit message board days ago. Now it's showing up on the president of the United States' own Twitter feed. The early reactions in the last 90 minutes have ranged from, this is juvenile, ridiculous, idiotic. Oh, wait, no, it's just funny. He's just having fun. Oh, wait, no, it's actually scary, dangerous. We've heard a wide range of reactions to this. But first, CNN's response. The strongest statement I've seen from CNN or any news outlet this year in response to the president's attacks. Quote, it is a sad day when the president of the United States encourages violence against reporters. Clearly, Sarah Huckabee Sanders lied when she said the president had never done so. Okay, like, stop it. Okay, it's, okay, so it's just, okay. So, yes, if you watch that video and what you got from that is someone ought to punch Brian Stelter, okay, then you're an idiot. You're an idiot. So, two weeks ago, a Trump-hating Bernie Sanders supporter went and shot up a bunch of Republican Congress people and tried to assassinate dozens of them. And I said on this program, the Democrats were not openly calling for violence, so I'm not going to blame Democratic rhetoric for a nut job trying to shoot people. And now, and CNN said the same thing, right? And now they're turning around, they're saying, uh, Trump's going to get us all killed because he tweeted out an idiotic WWE wrestling meme. Mm, CNN. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here, it's basically, here's the cycle of conversation now. Trump's tweets something stupid, indefensible, ridiculous, quasi-vile. The media then says, it's not enough to say that it's all those things. He's a Nazi, a violent, evil Nazi. Nazi, Nazi. And then everybody goes, okay, well, I guess I'm not that, uh, I guess, like, if I have to choose between these two people, I guess Trump's tweeted not that bad. I mean, like, really, guys? Like, seriously? But the entire media, because they can't help it, they, are, they keep looking for the kill shot. And this is the problem, okay? They keep looking 
for whatever is going to somehow oust Trump from office. And they think that every time he tweets, this is now impeachment worthy. The time has come. And so you get Brian Stelter saying, this is like Hugo Chavez or Recep Tayyip Erdogan, like the dictator of Turkey or Vladimir Putin. Is this president trying to impersonate Hugo Chavez, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Vladimir Putin? <laughs> because this is exactly the kind of language that leaders use when they are trying to undermine the press. Is he of course, trying the to be Hitler? Stalin? Reporters and okay, like, okay, 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 shut him up. This is such stupidity. I mean, really, pansy, pansy stuff from CNN. And then it continues. So CNN's Jim Acosta, he comes out and says, someone's going to get hurt, don't you understand? Someone will die. Because Trump tweeted out a meme of himself from a WWE fake wrestling event tackling a logo of CNN. <laughs> oh, it's all so stupid. It's so intensely stupid. I've lost all capacity to, to speak intelligently about something so intensely stupid. The more you watch the news, the more IQ points you lose. By the time, if this continues for another six months, we will all be clinically brain dead from losing this many brain cells. It is fully, fully insane. Okay, here is Jim Acosta saying, someone will get hurt. Someone. All right, Jim. There are two approaches to this. One is we can just sit back and be silent and just take it. Uh, there are some people who say, you know, don't take the bait. You're just going to encourage this behavior even more. Uh, but I think we're well past that now. I think we're at the stage where we have to try the other. We're past that. It's too dangerous. We have to. OK, first of all, you have a third choice, which is to treat the tweet like it is. It's Trump, who's not world's most intelligent man, contrary to what his public thinks. OK, tweeting something that his unbridled, volatile id told him to tweet. And that doesn't mean anything because he's just Trump. And he tweets things. And he says stuff. And by the way, his defenders should say this. This would be the best defense for Trump is the man just says stuff. Right? He gets up in the morning. And while he's peeing, he watches Morning Joe. And then he gets mad. And then he tweets a thing. And then we all go on with our day. Because guess what? Nothing has changed. Has anything markedly changed since January except everything has gotten supremely stupid? Like even more stupid than it was last year? You thought the 2016 was stupid. And then 2017 came along and said, hold my beer. Okay, Martha Raddatz on ABC, she does the same thing. She says, it seemed like a threat to me. It seemed like a threat. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling scared and fragile. Okay, someone who, who receives death threats on a fairly regular basis, a death threat sounds like someone calling up your phone and saying, I'm going to come to your house and murder you. It doesn't sound like a meme where somebody tackles you. Okay, it's not even a meme where somebody has you in a gas chamber pushing a button, okay? I get hundreds of those, okay? Th this one is, is a meme literally of the logo. Like, it would be like if someone took the Daily Wire logo and had, and had Bernie Sanders tackling it. Would I feel threatened by that, or would I just say, this is the stupidest crap I've ever seen? But the media, oh no, we have to, we have to play wounded. Well, this is a real threat. It's a threat to liberty! ABC's Martha Raddatz. He certainly can communicate to the people, but I want to ask you, is that the kind of communication you want, that he's beating up on somebody? Well, that he's all... beating up on the media? Right. You're, you're in charge of Homeland Security there. Yep. That seems like a threat. Yeah, certainly not, though. I think that no one would perceive that as a threat. I hope they don't. But I do think that he's beaten up in a way uh, on, on cable platforms. Okay, and then the right responds, of course. We'll get to the right's response in a second because the right, basically, the left has lost its mind and the right is losing its, its soul. So th those are basically the two things that are happening right now. Uh, the stupidest response came courtesy of our friend Sally Cohen. So Sally, um, she responded saying, is there no line? Have you no decency, sir? Ah! Uh, let me make a point and then I'll ask a question. So, um... I actually can't believe this is happening. Um, 
Uh, it was Donald Trump who said that Barack Obama wasn't a citizen of this country. It was Republicans who said he had a Kenyan colonialist mindset that literally questioned his legitimacy uh, to even be in the White House. Uh, had President Obama gone to a veterans event, Kaylee, a veterans event, and used that event to attack the media, you, you'd be all over with anger and about what? that. He so got go, no, 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 you got, got to talk. You got that, to talk. Now it's my turn. So I can't believe you can defend this. I mean, really, is there is there no. So my question is, is there no line? Like if that had been a picture, not of the CNN logo or video, not of the CNN logo, but it had been Jake Tapper's head he was punching. Would that cross a line for you? What if what if it was a picture of Donald Trump holding a bloodied CNN Sally, logo up? Would that when does it cross Sally, the line? When does you, when does you it cross the line? When does it? Oh, 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 okay. I have a question, Sally. When does this cross the line? Okay, you tweeted this a week ago. One week ago. Quote, troubled Wisconsin man goes on 50 state killing spree. And it's a picture of Paul Ryan. <laughs> and this is why the right has gone into this, this, this routine of whataboutism, which is, okay, well, the media have been doing all this sort of violent threats for years, and now all of a sudden they're very upset. I want to talk a little bit more about this, uh, but first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at 5-4 Club. So, if you do not know how to dress well, but you need the help of someone who does know how to dress well, that's where 5-4 Club comes in. 5-4 Club is revolutionizing the way the men shop for clothing. So each month, they send you a curated box of two to three items handpicked to match the current season and your style. Uh, you go over to their website, you tell them what kind of clothes you are looking for, your sort of color palette. They've been helping men with fashion for over 15 years, and they ship to over 100,000 men every single month. They've already sent me a pack, and it is just fantastic. When you look good, you feel good. That is just a fact of life. It's one of the reasons why I have upped my style game with 5 Club. As a 5-4 Club member, you receive 50% off items in their online shop and access to exclusive members-only items, free shipping and size exchanges, and their clothing is a lot more inexpensive than, it, than if you go to a brand outlet, because, and they have the exact same designers. Right now, you get $120 worth of clothes for just $60 a month. $120 worth of clothes for $60 a month. You can pause or cancel anytime. No commitments. All you have to do is go to 54club.com right now. That's 54club.com right now, and you enter promo code BEN. They'll give you 50% off your first month package plus a free pair of sunglasses. So 50% 50, 50 off your first package at 54club. It's spelled out. So F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R club.com. 54club.com, promo code BEN. And again, you get that 50% off your first month's package plus a free pair of sunglasses. All sorts of celebrities use 5-4 Club. Chris Paul, Mark Wahlberg. It's featured in all the fashion magazines. It's really cutting-edge designers, terrific clothing. Uh, so check out 54club.com, and then make sure you use that promo code BEN so that they know that we say you can get 50% off your first month's order. And it is just great-looking stuff. Okay, so one of the reasons the right has responded to Trump's tweet the way they have is because the right looks at this and they say, okay, so in an ideal world would be, like, over the moon that Trump tweets this kind of stuff? No, but... but on the other hand, Kathy Griffin, Trump bloody head, Julius Caesar performance, Trump being killed, uh, the the uh, the CNN coverage with the sort of uh, with the spotlight over Trump's head. You know, there there's been a lot of violent, nasty rhetoric surrounding Trump since the election cycle. So what's so wrong with this? And we'll discuss what's wrong with that in just a second because I think that there is a a problem uh, with the general notion. I think there's a problem with the general notion that when it comes to the rhetoric that you use. We are no longer in retaliatory mode. We are now in offense mode. So what, if the left weren't even doing this, I think the right, a lot of members of the right would be celebrating this sort of stuff. But 
How should the media really be responding to this? Well, the way the media should be responding to this is the way that David Fahrenholt of the New York Times responded to this. So here is David Fahrenholt. He was on a panel on, uh, on CNN about this, and here's what he had to say. David, I also remember President-elect Trump saying that he was going to limit his use of Twitter once he got into office. No, he was going to be restrained. He, right. said, he said, yeah, if I even get on Twitter, it'll be restrained. Does all of this surprise you? No, not at all. Uh, look, this is dumb. It's a dumb thing to have tweeted. It's not a very presidential thing to have tweeted. But listen, everybody else in the world has learned from this. The foreign leaders that Trump insults on Twitter, the companies that he goes after on Twitter, they've all realized that it's, it's mostly just talk. It's just a guy talking. He's yelling at the screen. He's expressing this anger. Uh, and they've begun basically to ignore him. If you look at Macron, Merkel, the leaders of China, companies like Carrier that Trump was harassing earlier on, they've all managed to sort of put it aside and focus on whatever they were going to be doing. Okay, so what Fahrenheit says is exactly right, okay? Over, he's at the Washington Post, not the New York Times. My mistake. So he, what he says here is exactly right, and this is what the media should be saying. They should be saying, if you're an enemy of Trump, this is what you'd be saying about this tweet. What you'd be saying, if you were smart, is this tweet just shows that Trump doesn't know what he's doing, that he's, he's a, a volatile dope who goes on Twitter and spouts off and is not advancing any policy, but he's catering to a base of people who are mad and whatever. And Trump's people don't want that to be. So Trump's people are of divided minds. So on the one hand, they want to say, why are you taking this so seriously? On the other hand, they want to say, everyone should take Trump super seriously. On the left, they say, we don't want to take Trump seriously. And then they say, but we're going to take him super seriously, like it's a threat of violence. Basically, I have another wrestling gif that sort of shows what exactly really is happening in this Trump media fight. Right. That's actually what's happening here. Because everybody's treating it like Trump is kicking media in the head and knocking them out. And the media is treating it like the media are kicking them in the head and they're knocking them out. Basically, they're both knocking each other out because this is all just insane and stupid. It's just insane and stupid. And one of the reasons, again, that the right is responding the way they are to Trump's tweet is because of the media coverage of other violent rhetoric, right? They've ignored it for years, except when it comes from the right, in which case they declare it the worst thing in the world. There's a representative named Zeldin who is on CNN, and he was being asked about all of this, Congressman Lee Zeldin, I guess, and he was being asked by Frederica Whitfield about Trump's tweet, and she won't let him talk, right? He says, you guys do this all the time, and she won't let him talk. And you wonder why the right is frustrated, guys? This is why. And the victories so what was the message had... today? What was the message today, then? I'm not here to, to defend the tweet that was here that was that was there this morning. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm giving the answer that there's a way for the president to be able to to raise his game. But there is a you know I'm not it's not a changing of direction it, that we all need to do more to be able to raise our game because while we're here talking about it, you have people in in Hollywood making making jokes about assassinating the president of the United States, punching him in the face, cutting his head off. You do have people in the media. Uh, who aren't? But you're they, they not, aren't you, and you're, you're trying very hard not to deal with the topic at hand right now by bringing up these other examples that have no, already that's, been that's discussed relevant. ad nauseum. And you're trying to shift. No, that is relevant, okay, because that's what Trump always says, right? Trump's entire defense is I'm punching back, which means that the left needs to call out their own rhetoric the same way that they're calling out the right's rhetoric. And the right, by the way, is full of crap also because the right does this routine where they're very pissed that that Barack Obama used a selfie stick in the Oval Office. Totally fair, okay? He shouldn't be using a selfie stick in the Oval Office. It's disrespectful. 
You can't do that and then turn around and say that this is totally cool, what Trump is doing. And we'll talk about what the Republicans are doing wrong in just a second. But for that, you're going to have to go over to dailywire.com and become a subscriber. So over at dailywire.com, you can subscribe for just $8 a month, and that will get you a it may get you an ad-free experience on the website. It also gets you the rest of my show live. It gets you my mailbag live, which we'll be doing on Friday. It gets Clavin's show live as well. Uh, we have another show that's going to premiere soon, which you will get live as well. So lots of great material if you become a subscriber and join the club. If you want to become an annual subscriber, then you get a free signed copy of Say It So, this book by me and my dad about baseball and fathers and sons. You can check that out over at dailywire.com. Make sure that you lock in your subscription now because July 10th, the price goes up. So in like a week, the price is about to jump. So right now is the time for you to get that subscription. If you've been thinking about it, it makes a great gift for dad as well, uh, especially the book. Uh, and so check that out. Or if you just want to listen later over at iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, then go over there, subscribe, leave a review. We always appreciate it. We are the largest conservative podcast in the nation. So I have been worried, as I've said, about the, about the Democrats losing their mind, but the Republicans losing their soul. And this is one of the problems, okay? If, you, if Barack Obama had done what Trump did and tweeted out an image of him taking down Fox News, we all would have been angry. We all would have been angry. I mean, we were angry when, when Barack Obama did an interview with Zach Galifianakis on Between Two Ferns. I was there for all this stuff, guys. And just tossing our standard now because, hey, the left has no standard. Right, because we are better than they are. That was the whole point of politics. That was the whole point of politics. Now, leading the way on some of this idiocy is Jerry Falwell Jr. It is possible to defend Trump on the grounds that he is punching back. It is possible to defend Trump on the grounds that he's doing stupid things. It is possible to to defend Trump on the grounds that he's just a passionate guy who loses control of his id every so often and goes on, but it's only because he's being so unfairly attacked. It's possible to do all of those things. What it is not possible to do is pretend that this sort of behavior is religiously good or Christian or or biblical or that he's like King David because that's stupid. Okay, that's stupid. Is just dumb. But Jerry Falwell Jr. over at Liberty University, he's been a big backer of Trump since the primaries. He comes on and he says exactly that. He's a great Christian and these tweets are super Christian. This is just like, you know, when, when people say, what would Jesus do? You know, WWJD. Trump has one of those wristbands. He looks at it and then he tweets out pictures of himself tackling CNN. Go for it, Jerry Falwell. This president has gone the extra mile to honor people of faith. And, you know, I even appreciate when he attacked, when, you know, the left is melting down. It's incredible to watch how they still haven't gotten over how, how Donald Trump won. And when he hits them back on Twitter, I actually appreciate that. Okay, and then he went on to say it's very Christian, uh, which is just ridiculous. Okay, this is how Trump won an election is not the same thing as how he can advance policy. Name the major policies that, that Donald Trump has advanced other, other than Judge Gorsuch. A major legislative policy he has advanced other than Judge Gorsuch. Go. Having a tough time? Right. We're now seven months in, okay? At some point here, he's going to have to take responsibility for his own presidency. And I understand that the right has largely become having fun about punching the left, but at some point, you're actually going to want to advance the conservatism. You know, Tom Price is the Health and Human Services Secretary who ought to be out there beating the bushes trying to come up with a solution for what's going on in Obamacare. Right? When he was in the House, that's what he did. Now he is coming forth and he's being asked to defend these tweets. And what does he do? Naturally, he blames the media. Okay, the media is responsible for a lot of things. The media is responsible for not covering things fairly. The media is responsible for the Trump-Russia collusion lie, which is a lie. Okay, we have no evidence of it thus far. 
the media is responsible for biased coverage and loving Hillary Clinton and routinely casting Donald Trump as, as a Nazi. They're responsible for all those things. But there's only one administration responsible for not being able to work with its own allies in Congress when you have a majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, and the White House. And that is Donald Trump's administration. But Tom Price says, no, 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 the real problem here is the media. Okay, listen, I hate the media as much or more than anybody else on the right. I started an entire organization called Truth Revolt to fight the media, to use their own tactics against them. I have personally been responsible for the ouster of several mainstream media hosts who were saying horrific things, right? We were very active in getting Martin Bashir kicked off television after he said that someone should crap in Sarah Palin's mouth. Okay, so I'm fully on board with the anti-media battle, but to pretend that Trump is being destroyed by the media when in fact Trump is being destroyed by Trump is really stupid. Here's Tom Price trying to make that case. Chuck, you know, I, this is really remarkable. You've got incredible challenges across this nation, incredible challenges around the world. The challenge that I've been given is to address the health care issues. And, and, and your program, a program with the incredible history of Meet the Press, and, and, and that's what you want to talk about? Well, yes, because it's newsworthy. Okay, if Trump doesn't want people talking about this, there's a very easy way for people not to talk about this. Don't do it, you moron. Okay, seriously, if you don't want people to talk about your tweets of you tackling CNN, I have an idea. Don't tweet about that. This is sort of like the argument people make about there's an overcrowding problem in prisons. Here's an idea. If you don't want to go to prison, don't commit a crime. Okay, yes, the media suck at their jobs. Yes, the media bias their case. But to pretend that it is their fault that Trump is tweeting these things is just ridiculous. Trump is a grown-ass man. He's the most powerful man on the face of the earth. Just stop. You know, I love Senator Mike Lee, but you know, Senator Lee was asked about this tweet, and, and the Republican Party is playing this game with Trump where they pretend that when he says stuff that they can just run away from it or ignore it. What they really should be saying is it's really dumb that the president tweeted this. End of story. Let's get back to policy. But instead, everybody is so afraid of ticking off President Trump that they do this routine where it's like, oh, we'll just pretend it never happened. The president takes a unique approach, one that differs uh, from many of his predecessors. It's not going to do any good for me or anyone else to come in and just comment on things we might not like about his Twitter behavior. The best thing we can do when we want to elevate civil dialogue in our American political discourse is to do whatever we can to make sure that we treat others kindly. Okay, I don't think, okay, so I disagree with this totally. I think part of the elevating American discourse is by calling out stupidity like all of this, and it is all bad, and it is all dumb. Okay, it is. You're allowed to say that, even though Trump's a member of your party, even though you want to see his policy priorities advance. I know that everybody's living in, in fear that, that the man-child antics of President Trump on Twitter are somehow going to, are somehow going to you know, be, uh, undercut you if you attack him. But the fact is that if your moral credibility is on the line and the Republican Party's moral credibility is on the line, you should be calling out both sides. And again, it's not just calling out one side. I keep hearing this, oh, you're a cuck because you don't call out the left. The hell I don't. The hell I don't. Okay, this is insipid. When the left does bad things, they are bad. And when the right does bad things, they are bad. And we ought to call both of them out equally because there are certain things that ought to be beyond right and left, like basic human decency, like not being an ass. Okay, but apparently no longer, apparently no longer. So just really, blah. So it starts out a comedy and it ends a tragedy, as per all of the shows here at the Ben Shapiro Show. But before we go any further, and I have plentiful helpings of things I like and things I hate today. Before we go any further, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. So, you're stuck in a situation, someone breaks into your house, you have to shoot them. Well, 
first of all, you have to know how to shoot. You have to have a gun. And then you better have somebody on the line who knows what to do after such a situation arises because you can get in legal trouble just for defending yourself on your own property. That's why the, C the USCCA exists, to give responsible gun owners like you and me complete peace of mind in an unpredictable world. They educate you. They train you. They make sure that you are legally and financially protected for after you pull the trigger. Everybody just thinks about what you do when someone breaks in. Nobody thinks about after. If you do the right thing and you shoot somebody in order to save your life and save your family, People don't think beyond that. That's what the USCCA is there for. Make sure that you sign up with them. And one of the things they're doing right now is, I think it ends tomorrow, in honor of 4th of July tomorrow, they are doing the Great American Giveaway, and they want my listeners to be the people to know about it. You receive $1,776 for guns and ammo of your choice if you win. Okay, they are picking five winners, five winners, all of whom will win $1,776 for the guns and ammo of your choice. Go to DefendMyFamilyNow.com. DefendMyFamilyNow.com, and you get those five big chances to win. Again, it's DefendMyFamilyNow.com for your free shot at $1,776 worth of guns and ammo. Uh, this deal is basically over tomorrow. So go over to DefendMyFamilyNow.com right now and make sure that you are registered to win that $1,776 for the guns and ammo of your choice. Plus, you should register with them anyway. As I say, they provide fantastic services, gun training, and and uh, and as well as legal protection for after you have to, after you have to use a weapon in self-defense. Okay, time for some things I like and then some things I hate. So, some things I like. Since I had to speak harshly about President Trump, I want to say a couple of things I like about what President Trump did over the weekend. So first, he gave a speech in which he talked about faith, and he used a line that I have used verbatim, actually, uh, and uh, here's what he had to say. Bureaucrats think they can run over your lives, overrule your values, meddle in your faith, and tell you how to live, what to say, and where to pray. But we know that parents, not bureaucrats, know best how to raise their children and create a thriving society. And we know that families and churches, not government officials, know best how to create a strong and loving community. And above all else, we know this. In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. Okay, and, and all of this is correct, obviously. It's eminently correct. Good for Trump now. He needs to actually fulfill that with some legislation. So we need a, a renewed Religious Freedom Restoration Act. We need strengthening of religious protections for religious people across the country. Uh, there's a big story that's breaking now about how Justice Kennedy will probably step down after 2017, 2018, after the next term. Uh, and But not before he decides on this, this Baker's case. There's a religious baker called Masterpiece yeah, I think it's Masterpiece Cake Shop, uh, and uh, they are owned by a Christian family who's now being sued out of existence by the state of Colorado because they refuse to provide gay uh, gay wedding cakes, wedding cakes to, for uh, for same-sex marriages. Justice Kennedy will undoubtedly find that religious freedom has to take a back seat to the left's prevailing views of LGBT rights. Trump needs to do something about that. He's the president of the United States. He and the Republican Congress should be doing something to provide religious protections for people who are religious and believe the way that they do, because the next step is going to be the LGBT left community coming after churches and coming after synagogues and coming after religious schools and coming after religious parents. If the president believes everything they just said, he needs to start taking some actions to reinforce that. Okay. Other things that I like. So Trump today, finally, after see, he his, he could be such a power for good, okay? He could be doing such things for good. Today, he tweeted out that he wants to help out Charlie Gard. We talked about Charlie Gard last week. Charlie Gard is, of course, this 10-month-old baby 
who is uh, who's going to die because the British government has decided it is not worthwhile to allow the parents to spend their own money and fly the kid out of Great Britain to the United States for possible treatment. The kid has a fatal disease. Trump finally tweets out that he wants to help out however he can. Good. What if? Uh, imagine he hadn't tweeted about MSNBC last week. Imagine he had just tweeted 10 times about Charlie Gard. Isn't that an easy political win? Not only is it a political win, wouldn't that be a moral thing? Wouldn't that be more morally important than tweeting about Mika Brzezinski's bloody facelift or about tackling CNN? He has power now, okay? He's not just a Breitbart troll anymore. He actually has the power of the presidency behind him. Now is the time for him to do the things that he should be doing because he has the power to do them. And I think that from time to time, he has the inclination to do them. So why not just, why not just do all that? Okay, uh, other things that I like. I like this because it's just hilarious. Um, so Bernie Sanders came out and said that his wife did a great job at Burlington College. His wife is now under FBI investigation because she did such a terrible job at Burlington College. She's under a fraud investigation in relation to a $10 million bank loan she procured from People's United Bank when she was heading up Burlington College, which is now defunct. They ceased operations in May 2016 because of financial problems. Apparently, she overstated the pledge donations to Burlington College in her application for that $10 million, receiving $676,000 of the $2.6 million she claimed was destined for the college. The FBI is investigating her. Bernie Sanders says that this is just that this is just insane. How could somebody be under FBI investigation like this? My wife is perhaps the most honest person I know. She did a great job at Burlington College. Sadly, we are in a moment where parties not only attack public officials, they have to go after wives and children. Uh, you know, this is pathetic. And that's the way politics is in America. But on the other hand, Trump-Russia collusion is so real, and I know it is real because I still have my red phone here with which I use to call the Soviet Union every so often because I love it, even though it is dead, even though it is defunct. Like Burlington College is defunct, still, I call it and it whispers to me late at night as I eat my pudding cup. Bernie Sanders. Okay, so uh, it is hilarious that three of the four major presidential candidates <laughs> were under some form of FBI investigation. Well done, America. Y'all did a spectacular job. Okay, uh, other things that I like. So this is the uh, last thing that I like. So my wife this morning, uh, she, uh, I love my wife so much. She's awesome. And uh, she's hilarious. So last night, she, uh, she uh, gets home really late at night because she had to put some stuff in her office. And, uh, and she comes home, and I'm already sleeping. And she told me this morning, that she spent 10 minutes hunting down a cockroach that she found in the kitchen. Um, so I, she said, I didn't clean it up. And I said, well, why didn't you clean it up? She said, because it was gross. I said, okay, so you're a doctor and you work with gross things every day, but that was too much. I walk in the kitchen this morning, and this is what I see. Really, this is a picture of what I see. It is a picture of her shoe. It is indeed on top of a cockroach. And then a piece of paper on which she has written, dead bug. And she just left it for me. Just a gift for me this morning. So, <laughs> ah, sweetheart, you're the best. I <laughs> oh, my wife is awesome. Guys, uh, no matter how strong a woman your wife is, just get ready. You are going to have to clean up every dead bug that uh, that has ever been because that's the way. I love that. I, I, the only thing that was missing here is if she'd written the, the life and death years. I think that would have been really funny if she'd written like dead bug 2015 to 2017. R.I.P. Um, but yes, underneath that, that shoe was indeed a dead bug. So... Yep, marriage, man. It's the best. Okay, time for some things I hate. Okay, so first thing I hate, Joan Walsh is the former editor-in-chief over at Salon.com. She's now over at The Nation. She was on MSNBC on Sunday, 
and uh, she had to explain her deep theory as to why Americans voted for Donald Trump. I will give you a clue. It starts with raw and ends with acist. Here we go. How much of that is this sense when they look out at the world and look at the United States, they see that browning of the country as somehow a threat to them? Well, I think it's, it's inescapable that that's part of it. I, you know, the, the really good research that's taken place since the election shows that fear of a changing America is the number one factor that you can see drive, that really divides a, Trump, a white Trump voter from a, a white non-Trump voter, that it's fears of brown people, fears of losing uh, the majority. Fears of brown people, fears. Okay, first of all, two things. One, the entire left has now been saying for years that it is the browning of America that is going to fix the country. And, and it's, it's this sort of phraseology is used a lot of the time. You're no longer the majority. You're not going to be. How is it that you don't expect racial polarization when you use that kind of language? And people on the left have been doing it for a long time, talking about the browning of America. And uh, I watched a debate the, uh, the other day between a left and a right person, and people were saying, it's just so it's just so terrible that uh, that uh, that the right thinks this sort of thing. But the fact is that the left uses this sort of language all the time. NPR headline, October 2016, how the browning of America is upending both political parties. Milk and Review, the browning of America, the weak. What will the browning of America do to the female workforce? Alternate, how whites are reacting to the browning of America. I mean, the uh, you know, all of this is um, the Daily Coast, 2014 demographics, the browning of America. And the, the, this sort of language uh, is used routinely by people on the left, and then they're surprised when people get racially polarized. First of all, racial polarization in both directions is awful and ridiculous, uh, and I oppose it. But second of all, the idea that all the Trump voters voted this way because they were scared of brown people is just silly, okay? It's not true, and when she says the best data show this, they don't. What the data actually show, they're relying on a study called the 2016 American National Election Study, and found that many white Trump voters believe that merit should outweigh diversity. The study's author equated that stance with racism. This is a quote from the Washington Post, quote, Rather than asking overtly prejudiced questions, do you believe blacks are lazy, we ask whether racial inequalities today are a result of social bias or personal lack of effort and irresponsibility. Okay, I am not a racist. You're not a racist. If you listen to this show, there's a good shot you believe that most inequalities today, racial inequalities, you know, differentials in income between blacks and whites, are not due to continued social bias, but are in fact due to irresponsible decision making. Okay, and that's true regardless of race. And if it happens that more people in a particular racial community or members of a particular racial group make irresponsible decisions, that's not the fault of biology, it's not the fault of race, but it's also not the fault of society. I mean, the actual questions that were asked in, in these polls were not, do you think black people are lazy and stupid, which would be racist? It was, do you think that black people are underachieving because many black people are not making responsible decisions? To which the answer is obviously yes, considering that 70% of children born in the black community are now born out of wedlock, the single greatest predictor of intergenerational poverty. But the left conflates your belief that America is a free country where people are able to rise and fall on their own merit with racism. When you label right-wing racist, it's no wonder that you think that Trump voters are going to be racist. Just ridiculous. Okay, other things that I hate. So the Washington Post, you, you know, you wonder why people, media folks, you wonder why people aren't taking you seriously. You wonder why people think that you're a joke. One of the reasons because the Washington Post, which does an awful lot of very good reporting, the Washington Post actually does stuff like this. They, they, they hired a children's choir to mock Trump's tweets. Really, this is on the Washington Post site. And here's what it looked like. We must keep people out of our country, out of our country, out of our country. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Ah, the elementary school kids belting out the tweets with some even playing instruments. 
Okay, so the Washington Post actually hired people for YouTube uh, and got a bunch of kids to sing out Trump's tweets. Now, I've played you what I think is the very, very funniest version of this, which is the Josh Groban album of Donald Trump's tweets, which are, it, it is spectacular. Um, but the Washington Post is not Josh Groban or Jimmy Kimmel. The Washington Post is a news outlet. So you ask why the president isn't asking presidential? Maybe it's because the press isn't acting like the press. Maybe they're both just kicking each other in the head, like that wrestling gif. Maybe they're just both doing this. That's right. Yes, indeed you do. Okay, final thing that I hate. So Chris Christie, uh, who uh, committed a political murder-suicide during the primaries when he basically took out Marco Rubio on behalf of Donald Trump and then ended up quitting the race, uh, he's committing another political murder-suicide by murdering the Republican Party and then leaving office. So there's a government shutdown that is now underway in New Jersey. Uh, it, it's Christie had to shut down the state government as part of the ongoing budget standoff with the legislature. Okay, well, now would be a good time to show that you are, you know, undergoing the same sort of hardships as other people uh, who, are in your, uh, who, are, who are in your state. Instead, he goes out on uh, July 2nd, and he is out there on So one of the things that's happened is that the beaches, the public beaches, have been shut down thanks to the budget standoff. Well, here is Chris Christie on a public beach. There he is. You can see him. He's the center of gravity. He's all the way over on the right, like the sun in this heliocentric solar system. Uh, and uh, all of the people orbiting him, uh, all having a good time on the beach. And when he was asked about it, when he was asked about it, he said, that's just the way it goes. Run for governor and you can have a residence. Uh-huh. So he's basically just that F it to life. He's, he said, basically, I'm done here. We're, we're not... We're not <laughs> Now, the lieutenant governor of New Jersey, by the way, who sees her own political future linked to this stupidity, is saying, this is insane. This is insane. So, um, yeah, Chris Christie, the worst. The worst. He helped get Barack Obama elected in 2012 by doing what he did with Hurricane Katrina and giving Obama a big sweaty hug. And then he did what he did in the primaries to take out Marco Rubio in New Hampshire so that Donald Trump could win the nomination. And then he is now going to destroy the Republican Party in New Jersey. Chris Christie, the most ridiculous political suicide case I have ever seen in my life. Well done, Chris Christie. Okay, so tomorrow is July 4th. I hope everybody has a wonderful July 4th. Take a minute Take a minute or two to actually remember what July 4th is about. The Declaration of Independence, the signing of it, and the general principles undergirding it. The idea that limited government is your freedom, that a, lim a limited government designed to protect God-given freedoms is what this country is all about. If you need a refresher course, go back and watch the movie 1776, Great for Kids. Uh, we used to watch that every July 4th with my family. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Great musical. Better than Hamilton. Uh, so go check it out uh, and, uh, and have fun with your family and enjoy the benefits that bestowed upon you by the founders and all the men and women of the, of the armed forces of the military who have stood to protect those freedoms for well over two centuries now. Um, we are lucky to live in the greatest country that God ever devised and man ever implemented. So thank you to everyone who has helped make that happen and keep the hope alive by still respecting the Declaration of Independence, even a country that is becoming as stupid as the one in which we currently reside. We'll be back here uh, the day after July 4th. Have a wonderful time. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. 
Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 